You're listening to Inward with Rabbi Joey Rosenfeld on the Shefa Podcast Network. Join Rabbi Joey as he guides us through the world and major works of Kabbalah, Hasidic masters, and Jewish philosophy, shedding light on the inner life of the soul. Okay, so Be'ezras Hashem, we're going to continue this week with our series, The Laughter of Yitzchak. And again, I, I didn't want to give shir tonight, Mamish, I'm just tired, but uh, but it's Parshas Toldos, and Parshas Toldos, how can a person not talk about the laughter of Yitzchak? It's uh, it's like the Alter Rebbe, taught us that a person has to live with the times, and if we're in the Parshios of Yitzchak, look, the entire Torah is Yitzchak, the entire Torah is Mipi HaGvura. To understand the Sherish of the Torah, which is the Osios Chakika, the engraving of the Torah. Chakak, we see, is the gematria of 208, which is the gematria of Yitzchak. That Yitzchak is the act of writing of the Torah itself. But nevertheless, in Parshas Toldos, where we're encountering Yitzchak Avinu Mamish, so it's Kedai to be Mamshech in the Shirim that we're giving. Now, what we saw in last week's Parsha was that Yitzchak Avinu had to be born, had to emerge out of impossibility. And that birthplace of possibility from within impossibility was the origin, was the movement, was the nace, was the Yeshua that came after the Yeyush that gives birth to Yitzchak Avinu. But prior to that, Yitzchak Avinu was an impossibility. And it's that impossibility, that that hopelessness, that nakuda of the fact that things are lost in this world is what we're going to focus on for this year. So the chuka or the laughter of sorrow was on one level or another connected to a sense of impossibility, the impossibility of life, the impossibility of the emergence of something new after that which is old has slowly but surely come to its ending. Avram and Sarah were older, there was an ending that was taking place, there was the progression towards the end, and the laughter of Sarah, on a certain level, was the laughter, was the cackle, so to speak, that we find, or a remnant of the cackle, that that negation of laughter that we find in Mishle of the Sloikak seal, that nihilistic laughter that laughs at life and says everything is going to die, everything falls apart, everything is transient. How could it be that something new could take place? And that laughter of Sarah carried a remnant of it. Which means to say, and for the sake of our understanding, the impossibility that Sara Imenu was perceiving that caused her to have somewhat of a negative laughter was rooted in her awareness, her sense of the fact that things fall apart, the center cannot hold, things die. Birth doesn't continue, it's not going to be a new level of revelation. And so what we find is that Sara Imenu's death the death of Sarimenu, the departure of Sarimenu, Sarimenu's encounter with the ending of things, possibly the very thing that caused her to have that negation of laughter, is a tikkun to this very concept that she brings into the world. Sarimenu's concern on a certain level is the concern of death. Things fall apart. Everything is transient. There can be no rebirth. There can be no laughter in this world. How could a person laugh in this world? As the Gemara Brachos says. And the tikkun 
And the rectification of that laughter, as the Sasamas tells us, that the whole process of these parashios is not the negation of laughter, but the rectification of laughter. The movement of laughter, that laughter of Yitzchak, as it emerges out of negation into that affirmative laughter of possibility that we spoke about. And so we see Sari Menu dies as a result of Akedas Yitzchak, as Chazal tell us. And instead of encountering, instead of encountering a parsha about Misa, which is what the entire parsha is about, about burial, about Kvura, about Hespid, but the Torah itself is referred to as Chai Sar, it's the life of Sar. We see this also with Yaakov Avinu, as we're going to see, because this Mida of Sar Yimenu's Tikkun, this rectification of the imagination in its relationship with the ending of things, with Misa, is the very light that Yaakov Avinu, Slusio brings into the world, which is why it's Parsha's Vayechi, where we learn about Yaakov Avinu's Misa, the very same thing that we encounter with Chai Sar. And so the moment that Sarah loses her life, the moment that Sarah dies, the moment that Sarah comes face to face with the ending of things, meaning Hashem says, okay, Yitzchak could come into the world. And then the trick of the Yitzhahara, the Malach HaMavis, was to show Sarah that even there there was a new beginning, it's still ending. There's a Shrita here. That was the Nisayan of the Akedah. And Sarah hears this, and Parcha Nishmasa, that she dies as a result of that, she expires. And what the Rebbe, Rav Yitzhak Maya Morgenstern Shlita, points out in this week's packet, in the packet of his teachings from this week, is the idea that Sarah's entire experience in relationship to the Akedah was not a Misa by way of degradation or a descent, because Sarah is referred to as one of those who never sinned. It can't be a disintegration. But rather, Sarah's Misa was a Misa that emerged out of Hiskabras uh, HaChayim. She became more alive. She became so alive that even Misa, the concept of endings, was nichlal, contained within and subsumed within the concept of rejuvenation and renewal. So that for, for, for Chaye Sarah, for Sarah, her derech and Misa, that Mesiris Nefesh, Lemala, not being killed in a way of going below, this despondent kind of death-bringing speech associated with this nihilistic negative expression of death and all of its impossibility but rather an affirmation of the fact that, okay, so to live in this world means that a person has to encounter endings, has to encounter the hargasha that something is impossible, but nevertheless, it's v'tishak liyom acharon. V'tishak liyom acharon is specifically the last day, the contemplation of the fact that things fall apart, that gives birth to the need and the necessity of laughter, because how else is a person going to handle it? That v'tishak liyom acharon, that, that Sara Imenu brings into the world by rectifying, by, by, by dying by way of dveikus, of being in such dveikus, the Rebbe describes, of connecting to the highest kavanos, the highest intentions and reverberations and ripple effects of the spiritual impact, the psychological impact of the notion of the Akedah, the impossibility of that nisayon. Sara Imenu expired through the elevation with that encounter, which is why we learn about love. We learn about love and connectivity and Chayim from Sarah. The love song that the Jewish people sing for the Shechina HaKadosha is born out of the Hesped that Avram Avinu, the Amad HaChesed, gives for his wife Sarah. How could it be? How could the celebration of love and life be, be described in a Hesped, in something that's a reaction to death? Elama, the death of Sarah was an elevated death. It was an ascent upwards where, where there was a an acceptance, an acceptance of the fact that things fall apart at a certain point and things don't last forever. And that transiency will cut through every element of human being's life, except the only thing to do about it is to find emuna, faith, bitachon, and laughter in it. That's Eishas Chayel. And we see Yitzchak Avinu is then ready to come into the world. 
because Yitzchak Avinu is the true rectification of Misa. Yitzchak Avinu represents Misa, what Sarah was afraid of, the possibility and the impossibility of something new or the fact that something new falls apart, the transiency of things, which was the source of her negative laughter. And Yitzchak comes to rectify all of that because Yitzchak comes to be that paradox that reveals that presence, absence, something, nothing, they're all part and parcel of the same unified expression of the infinite light that remains forever slightly beyond their grasp and therefore only accessible by way of a faith that is beyond any rational assumption of grasp or, or understanding of any level. Yitzchak comes to teach us that laughter. And the Rebbe says as follows, the Rebbe says that after the death of Sarah, after, after this elevation of where we can look at the, the, the death of Sarah, the revelation that things fall apart and things end, and, and say Shira to it, like David HaMelech, like David HaMelech, who was mistakal alayom ha-misa v'amr shira, Chazal say. David HaMelech looked upon, uh, upon the day of death and he understood that the concept of death has to be met with singing as well. And again, it's very, very, very important here, very important, and I probably should have said it a few moments earlier. But when we speak about death, Misa, now obviously there is the, the, the reality of death, the fact that human beings are singular, and singular as a species, it seems, that live with death awareness, that are perpetually, consciously or unconsciously aware of the fact of their mortality which is the drive of all cultural development and the attempt to fight against death, the denial of death. And so death means what it means. And God forbid a person should always live till 120 and life should be good and yom marichim, there should be a time where death is completely swallowed up, where there's a hamshach of chayim, of chayim ha-chayim, of chayim sha'al mimcha, the light of, the light of Mashiach Tzidkenu, the light of chayim mitim. But until then, there's a concept of misa in the world, but also, so that the idea becomes a psychologically and spiritually meaningful one that can be applied to day-to-day -day experience without falling, God forbid, into some morose kind of pathological obsession over difficulty and, and, and death. Chazal tell us something very clear, and it's brought down in the Safed Yitznusa from the Vilna Gon, that Misa, that the concept of Misa doesn't mean actual death, but rather anytime there's a degradation, anytime a person descends from one level that they were at to a level below, what they were just previously at, can be considered a, an experience of Misa. And said, though, yes, there's the capital D death that each and every person lives with an awareness of, but there's also the lowercase d death or the lowercase t traumas of everyday life that disrupt and end previous levels, and that's also considered death. And, and therefore, everything we're talking about in the conversation about Yitzchak and the Hismoididus with Misa, and this might this with finding life at the heart of death. It's not about death, quo death, but rather every, every concept of a yurida. The yurida is death. Shechacha is death. Darkness is death. It just means something that was possible now has fallen back into impossibility. And so that's what we're talking about. That's the silky that we're being made upon right now from one perspective. And after describing the, the process of the elevation that Sarah experienced in her awareness and acceptance and the, and the vision that everything is within the purview of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even death, the Rebbe writes as follows, This is the birthplace of the relationship, of the loving relationship between Yitzchak and Rivka. 
which is the light of Mashiach, which is the laughter of Mashiach, which is the elevation of Yitzhak Avinu above the other Avos in the sense that that which is difficult is transformed and revealed to be the seat of the excitement and the joy and the laughter of that last day. Like the Zayar Kadr says. And this is Maruma, says the rabbi, in the word Yitzchak itself. Rav Yitzchak Mayim Morgenstern is pointing out that the word Yitzchak is a lashon of Shreik Sheyitzchak Sheyitzachik Lasidlavo. That the word Yitzchak, the name Yitzchak, is the implication of a future joy that will be laughed in the future. Like we said, that Yitzchak is going to redeem the world from all of the severity that is going to emerge in the future, and it's going to be by, by judging the Jewish people favorably. And, and causing Hashem and the Jewish people to realize that it's all been one big joke. And furthermore, and the Rebbe continues to say that this encounter that Sari Imenu has with Hismoididus of death and transforming it from its severity into something that one laughs with and lives with and, and cultivates a, a, a life with, that is the birthplace of Yitzhak Abinu. And that is the birthplace we see of Eish Chayil of the true love and connectivity. And we see this with Yitzhak and Rivka as well. Yitzhak and Rivka, the, the first encounter of this type of, of shidduch, of this type of connectivity, of this type of zivug, of this type of, of preparation from, from beforehand, we see a direct totza'ah. What is it that happens after the love of Yitzhak and Rivka? There's nechama. There's nechama, ve'yinachim Yitzhak. Yitzhak finds nechama. He learns how to find comfort after the death of his mother, Sarah. And so we see the very same thing that's happening in the love between Avram and Sarah, which is revealed by in and through the relationship with death, is happening also in the loving relationship between Yitzhak and Rivka, which is the revelation of Nechama, which is only possible by dint of the fact that there was a loss previously. That descending into the world with death itself is the possibility of Nechama, the Nechama at the heart of it all. Which is why Nachamu Nachamu, which we say after the biggest Misa, the Misa of the presence of the Shekhinah in a revealed way to Klai Yisrael, we, we say Nachamu Nachamu, which is the Gematri of Yitzchak, because Yitzchak is the Sharish of Nachamu. Because the Tikkun of Misa, the proper relationship with Misa, the changing of one's minds from the language of Vayinachim Hashem, the source of comfort that emerges in the guise of Nachamu, is rooted in the fact that it's a shifting of the way I look at things, a shift in the way that I'm mismodeid, that I think about that. And, and, and that Nechama that Yitzchak Avinu brings into the world is the same birthplace of love, the loving connection, that, that Ahava Aza Kamavis, that love that is as strong as death. We only learn that out from the encounter, the encounter and the Hismoidus and the acceptance of the fact that there's such a thing that things fall apart in this world and things don't last forever and certain things are impossible. Now Yitzchak Avinu, like we said, comes into the world to fix this, to teach us what it means to, to be a human being, to be a human being who lives in a world of Misa. What does it mean to live with death awareness on whatever level it is? What does it mean to always be stuck in that feeling that whatever is going on right now that is alive in my life is standing at the precipice to end and to die on a certain level? Some have this volume very loud, some have it lower down, but everybody is in a state of some form of anticipatory anxiety over the eventual ending of things that are happening right now. And that's a difficult, very serious, very sobering feeling. And so the question that, that Sadiqim asks is, if Yitzchak represents this din, this gvura, this awareness of suffering, this awareness of Misa in the world, 
this Indian that sorry Menu had to be mismodded with that Yitzchak fixes with Yitzchak and Rivka. So so what's so funny? Why in the why in the world would a person like this associated with this type of awareness be associated with something funny? with the language of laughter. And this is really what we're talking about in all of these shirim. So we've had some answers. And now let's look at what another tzaddik by the name of Yitzchak Meyer. So we looked at Rav Yitzchak Meyer Morgenstern Flita. And now we're looking at Rav Yitzchak Meyer Alter of Gur, the Chidushe Harim. Yitzchak Meyer, again, the, the language of that name represents that the light of Yitzchak, which is light of Mashiach, and that way of looking at things in a different way, it shines in the future. It's Meir. It's a lotion of Meir, which is the Rosh Tevos of Ruach HaPenu Mashiach Hashem, which is the whole sugya of Hashavah Saveda. Eloi Kaidr Rabbi Meir Aneni, Eloi Kaidr Rabbi Meir Aneni, this Indian of, of being machsir Avedos to a person. This Indian of being machsir something that is lost. I have something, it's alive. I lose something, it's dead. Meir Aneinu is, is the revelation that the death-bringing experience of this world is illuminated in the light of Rabbi Meir. And so Yitzhak Meir, this, this Indian that we're going to see from the Chudush Arim. And what we saw from the Rebbe, it's 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 Yafa Amartem B'Shem Oimro, meaning these tzaddikim specifically on one level or another, in accordance with our understanding, are, are teaching the very aspect of what their names are. So the Pasuk says, that Hashem made a laughing matter for me. The Pela Hadavar says the Chidush Arim, Heichan Matzinu Lashon Schok Al Simcha, Lashon Schok Anu Matzim Al Chedvasa Debedichusa. So we don't see, Schok is not, happiness. Sleik is not necessarily joy. Sleik is not something that we find associated with a, an easy way of looking at things, a life devoid of, of awareness of death. But rather, we find the word Sleik associated with comedy. It's a very different thing. It's a subversive thing. It's a subversive thing. It destabilizes things. David Bashevkin, Rabbi David Bashevkin speaks about this a lot this Indian of the subversive and redemptive power of, of laughter. And, and, and so it's different. It's not joy. We're not seeing here a language of Yitzchak is, is joyous as if he's not aware of the difficulty in the world. But rather, what do we find? We find it on chedvasa debedichusa, uh, poking a hole in something. That's the type of sleik. So what's pshat? Eli Yitzchak avinu alav shalom ayin. In truth, so you want to hear the comedy here? You want to hear the comedy at the heart of Yitzhak Avinu's life? So fine. We'll say that type of death awareness, that's not joy. Okay, but there's something comedic about it. Yitzhak Avinu is only in this world in accordance with the Mara of the Ayin, the way I perceive things. But in truth, Yitzhak Avinu was killed at the Akedah. He was Nechshav as a perfect Korban. As the Pasuk says, that bring him as a sacrifice. And the din of, of oila, the din of death, the din of aliyah sanashama, a way of dying, dying in a, in, a, in a way that is growth-oriented, relating to death in a way that is growth-oriented, by including that which is frightening, by making room for that which is the opposite of what we conceive as growth, to be part of the process. He accepted that upon himself. <laughs> he didn't he didn't exist you couldn't recognize anything on him <laughs> and he was usher he had a din of kudshim he was not allowed to partake in pleasure that's why he had to be in ganid in a place beyond pleasure 
And even Yitzchak couldn't tell himself the heart of the joke. He couldn't find benefit from himself, even this awareness. And we know that his Afar is Munach He died. And this is why it's comedy. What's funny here? It appears that he's down here in this world. As if he lived in this world. So we find from the Chedush Arim is that the joke, the comedy of Yitzchak is that he, he's, he's dead and alive. He's dead, he died, he's gone. He's no longer achuz. He's no longer situated. He's no longer attached in, in a way that, that gives him a, a status of being alive in this world, of being part and parcel of the human condition, which is so cut through with the shadow of death. But on the other hand, he's here in this world. He's living in a world of, of B'nai Tamusi. He's living in a world of changes and shifts. And the joke is, the comedy is how to be both at once. That's the joke of Yitzchak. The joke of Yitzchak is not to deny death and pretend that it doesn't exist and pretend that there's no Yuridos. Adarabah, Yitzchak Avinu's life was being makabel everything without expectation, without reservation, without expectation, without resentment, just presence. The preparation to be, like we said, Yitzchak's entire essence is rooted in Bina. The name associated with Bina is Eheke. Ana zamin lemeheve. I am prepared to be. The light of Yitzchak is I am prepared to be. Shrita, not shrita, I'm, 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 I'm good. Whatever it is, I'm good. And so what Yitzchak Avinu teaches us is he teaches us the ability to be both at once, to live in a world of an awareness of Misa, but on the other hand, to, to be able to laugh with it. That's the Shreik of Yitzchak. And this is Pshad and Pasuk where it says, Aza Kamavas Ahava. Aza Kamavas Ahava, the, the, the love is as strong as death. Connection, the Shreik, the Chibor is as strong as death. The way the Mephorshim explain it, as the heart of Shirashirim is that the love is so deep specifically because we're aware of the fact that it is transient. Bringing the transiency into the, the desire for things to be perpetual is what illuminates the love. The Balatanya Sefer Atanya Safran Shalbeninim is about this love on a certain level, the Ahava Musuteras, that's Niskala specifically, that hidden concealed flames and cords of love the gvuros that are nimtak by way of yearning and passionate desire out of the fear that what I love is going to be just a little bit too distant from me, too early, too late. And instead of being messiahish in this, instead of saying the world is filled with death and that we walk in the shadow of death and there's no purpose in anything, we find love in that. The love, okay, things are going to end. There's misa in the world. There's distance, there's absence in the world. I have this moment. And in that moment, the person throws themselves into the, the lovesickness, the connection. And in that moment, the person finds nitzchias. In that moment, it doesn't matter if a person lives in a world of misa, non-misa, the fact that things end. What difference does it make? All there is is this thing right now. All there is is what has always, always been and what will always be. The haya, hoiva, and yihiyeh, that which was, that which is, and that which will be when things revert back to the way things were. Meaning Yitzchak Avinu's whole Indian, the whole joke is to leave perfect unity, descend into a world of Misa, and then come back through a world of Misa, back into a world of perfect unity, and say that even Misa is included in this. 
Even Misa is included in the perfect unity. That's the joke. And that's why Yitzhak Avinu is going to be able to be Malamid Sus. The Tikkunei Zayar Kadoshim tell us that Yitzchak is Osios Ketzchai. Yitzchak, the letters of Yitzchak means Ketzchai. Ketz means death, it means an ending, Chai means life. What that means is that Yitzchak's entire essence is the preparation to identify love and connection at the heart of the awareness of, of things ending, to find Nechama in the world, the love of Nechama, the joy of Nechama. To find, like the Lashem Shabbat says, another tzaddik who was so makusher to this world of the Gevuros, to this world of sweetening the dinam of Yitzchak. Every page is Mali V'gadush, is filled, saturated with the light of the sweetening love that emerges specifically out of the encounter with difficulty. And the trans-revolution of Gevuros that are mit'ala above chasadim, the distance, that apparent absence, or that death that we're so all afraid of, is in truth the very sight we have the opportunity to be Megala, the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in our lives in every moment. And Yaakov Avinu receives this. Yaakov Avinu is Chaim even when he's dead, and Esav is dead even when he's alive. Yaakov takes Misa from Esav and he enlivens it. This is why Medrash says something amazing. After Avram Avinu dies, after Avram Avinu dies and Yaakov is making his, his comforting food rooted in that Nechama that he receives from Yitzhak and Rivka, and he's trying to comfort Yitzchak. He's trying to bring comfort to Yitzchak. He's trying to reveal to Yitzchak the very pleasure that Yitzchak was unable to have, like the Chudish says, to laugh at his own joke. And, and the Pasuk says, Pasuk in Mishle says, don't cry for the person who has died. I believe it's in Mishle. Rather cry for the person who is walking. Don't cry for the person who has died, cry for the person who is walking. And the Medrash says that what this Pasuk means is it refers to two ways of relating to death. Rooted in Esav, in that perception of the negation of the death that empties out and removes, versus the affirmation, the affirmation of Yaakov Avinu that sees emptiness and, and distance and loss as an opportunity to love even deeper. To be Mamshech the Chesed of Avram even more. Al-Tibchi Lemes Ze Yaakov. Don't cry for the one who dies, that's Yaakov. Cry for the one who walks, that's Esav. Meaning to say, and Rufutner and Rufutner's son-in-law, Rav Yonas and David Shlita, this is where I saw this Nakuda in his Ma'amarim, that don't cry for the fact that there's Misa in the world. There's Misa in the world, This is that. that's what the whole world emerges out of a state of Misa. The Misa Samalachim, the Tzimtzum is a Misa. The whole world is an Amad the Shikra and Amad the Misa. That's what it means. It's the Marasayim. That's where we're going to be Megala, the deepest Chaim. That's where the joke comes. But don't cry about the fact that there's Misa. That's a Davar Yadua. person who's unable to look at that, okay, so that's another issue. But, but acceptance of the fact that things fall apart and things seem to disappear, that's a Matthias. But that comes along with the promise of the Nechama. This is why Yitzchak understood Yaakov is being Menachem Yitzchak. Yitzchak can't be Menachem Yaakov because he knows that Yosef is still alive. And if Yosef is still alive, that means Yaakov knows on a certain level. And to still feel that something is alive prior to fully accepting its death, a person can't find that light in the Chama, perhaps. But don't cry for Yaakov. Don't cry for Yaakov who understands that things die. Cry for Esav. Cry for he who walks towards it. Where every moment is a tzabrachin moment because it's not going to last forever. Where every moment is broken because it's not perfect. Where everything is bad because it's not good in the way that I expected it to be good. 
but rather to learn to laugh with life, to laugh like Yitzchak at life, to laugh at the at the tzibrachin kait, and to laugh at all of it, and to be mitzachik ourselves, and to move forward through laughter, to pick up our legs and and to be soichik on the ground, to mamish, to beat down the ground until we're floating, to laugh and to float. When 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 um, when Rivka was brought to when Rivka was brought to Yitzchak through Eliezer and the tzaddikim of Chabad and the Rebbe Rashab and Hemshech Nun Zayin describes the speed and the intensity and the passion everything that Eliezer did because it was connected to Yitzchak Avinu because it was connected to this movement and we'll come back to the Leshem Shorevachalim in a second that that he comes he the rifka is brought to yitzchak avinu and and she falls off of her camel why does she fall off of her camel but chazal tell us that yitzchak avinu was coming out of ganeiden at that point yitzchak avinu had encountered death on a certain level was coming out of ganeiden and what was so funny about the way that yitzchak avinu came out of ganeiden to the extent that rifka fell off of her camel it was that he was walking with his hands on the ground and his feet in the air he was walking in the style of a handstand bali toslos bring this down because that's the whole Indian, to be mahapechet, to, to do a somersault. The Piyasatzen Rebbe Hashem Yom Komdomu, who lived Begeit Salmavis, he has Torahs in his diary about doing a somersault, of doing a somersault in the back and forth about whether he wants to embarrass himself or whether it's for kavod. But Be'emes, the somersault is about the willingness to put our head on the floor and our feet in the air, to look Misa in the eye and to be medalgel at it and to be metzachek at it, to laugh at it. And Yaakov Avinu has that ability. Yaakov Avinu has the ability to look at the world that has mis in it and not to be so afraid of it. And this is what the Leshem Shem says. The Leshem Shem who we said, spoke so much about life at the heart of Misa. says that we say Tchiyas HaMesim in a present tense because it's not something that stands at the ready to be revealed in the future. It's not only something that is going to take place at the end of time. It's something that is happening in every perpetual moment, all of existence, every aspect of existence, something that the Talmud of the Lesham on a certain level, of Avram Yitzchak HaKohen Kuk, learned directly from his Rebbe, the Lesham, I believe, even though that's not provable and I've, you know, I pushed that point a little bit. But, um, but they both, two tzaddikim, are speaking on the same language of there's there's perpetual life, growth, perpetuation of life. Everything is renewing itself. Everything is elevating. Nothing is dying. Even the Misa is not Misa. And all Misa is there is going to be to be Nishapech and Tetova when Mashiach Tzidkenu comes on that V'tizchak Maharon. And we say five Lashonos of Tchiyas HaMesim in the bracha of Atta Gibur Hashem because the Yeshua that we saw from the Radziner Tzadikim and the Ishetzer Tzadikim is that the Yeshua of life after death of Tchiyas HaMesim, of impossibility, giving birth to possibility, is rooted in the bracha of Yitzchak. That's why Avimelech had to look twice at Yitzchak. He says, you're dead. How could you be so alive? And to end on a practical note, there's a piece that we're going to return back to over and over, Be'ezer Sashem, in Nishirim, and it's a piece from Rav Avram Elia Kaplan, who is a Taman Mufak of the altar of Slobodka, who passed away at a young age. Rav Kuk, Rav Soloveitchik, the different Sadikim, Rav Itzer Zalman Meltzer, everybody saw him as Mamish, the apple of the altar's eye, and his Lashonos are Kizahav. Kizahav. His poetry is Kizahav. Difficult poetry. Shaka Chama, Shaka Nafshi. If you call this life, what is death called? That's part of the, the liturgical hymns that made it into like normative uh, normative nigunim that people sing. 
And Rav Avram Elia Kaplan has a sefer called Be'ikvei Hayira, and he has a mimer on Yitzhak Avinu. And Bekitzer, what he describes, the, the, the process of Yitzhak Avinu, is this passive resistance, Lahavdil, of acceptance for the sake of moving forward and never being pulled down by the circumstances of life. To be engaged with the circumstances of life, with the things that come along, with the plishtim that come and take your well, instead of turning towards the problem, instead of turning towards that which is dead in the moment and trying to engage in it and battle and, and judge with it and deal with it, turn towards what's alive, turns towards the next possibility of going to dig another well, not getting caught up in the Misa of the world, but finding Chaya Chayim, life in everything, which is why Yitzchak Avinu never argues. Yitzchak Avinu goes, he flows, he says, what difference does it make? I thought I was digging that well, now I'm digging this well. It makes zero difference to me. I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm laughing with life. I'm an impossibility. To be alive is an impossibility. To be in a Shama Beguf is an impossibility. And in that moment, the Misa is Nimtak. In that moment, we uncover the, the, the pockets of potential that exist specifically within those, those places that feel difficult. Ah, it's going to end. Things are going to end eventually. So let me be here right now. Let me be present right now. Let me be in this moment. Let me laugh with the moment. Let me see what's good in this moment. And Mamela, that's how we're going to move forward. That's the Shoik. That's the Milsa de Bidichusa that's necessary before learning. The Milsa de Bidichusa, the, the, the comedy, the absurdity of all things that is the, the prerequisite to Lima Torah is that the only life that a person can truly grab hold of is the life in this moment. Is life in this moment of entering into the Torah HaKadosha, into that light of Yitzhak Avinu. And Ba'ezra Sashem, we're going to see, I don't want to go so much further, but we'll see how this is very much connected to Lagba Omer, and this is very much connected to, to Purim, because what the Mahabir tells us is that the simon that we know that Purim and Lagba Omer will typically fall out on the same day is Peleg Chai. Peleg Chai falls out on the 18th of Chai. And, and Peleg Chai is Purim Lagba Omer Chai. And, and both Purim and Lagba Omer are encounters with death. Death of concealment, death in the cave, death of revelation, death of Klai Yisrael, death of the Or of the Tzaddik, and specifically both places where Nisgale, through the Schok of Yitzchak, through the Schok of the Arizal, and Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, who was the Bechina of Yitzchak, and through Rabbi Yitzchak, the Talmud of Rabbi Shimon, and the Arizal, and the Balshem Tov all of these, the Tzaddikim are all named Yitzchak. It's all Yitzchak. That's the Shirish of the Giloy of Purim, the Giloy of Lagba Omer Ba'ezra Sashem. This podcast is supported in part from a grant from the Hadar Institute. The music is by Zusha. The audio engineer is David Kwan. For more from the Shefa Podcast Network, visit our Facebook page and please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts.